podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Some of the topics are addiction, fear, faith, self-compassion, relationships, codependency, emotional intelligence, and more. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. has a lot to teach us if we listen to it. We operate under a common illusion that the things that makes us angry lie outside of ourselves, that they are external to us. Something out there is in opposition to our need for safety and security. We feel a need to defend our vulnerable selves. Anger limits us. But if we have the courage to look at our anger and its causes and to learn from it, we can develop an open heart, a heart of genuine compassion. Buddhism works to eliminate the fundamental truth of our self-nature. When anger arises, it is pointing to something. Our anger is a sign of our deep-rooted beliefs about ourselves. It can help to reveal our constructed sense of self-identity, says Jules Shusen Harris. My conversation today is with Kwan Hang Sunim about anger and wisdom. Kwan Hang Sunim met Zen master Sang Sun in 1987 at the Cambridge Zen Center. He moved to Providence Zen Center in 1987 and worked there as a house master. In 1997, he went to Korea, set a 90-day retreat. Kwan Hang Sunim was ordained a novice monk, and in 2003, he received the Bhikkhu precepts. He stayed in Korea until 2012, holding various temple positions and sitting a 90-day retreat twice a year. In 2012, he moved into the Providence Zen Center and became the head Dharma teacher. He has been sitting in the winter and the summer retreats there also as the head Dharma teacher and leading a Sunday Dharma practice program. Here is the interview with Juan Hang Sunim. In your own words, who is Juan Hang Sunim? Sitting here uh, talking to you. So uh, that that's uh, Sunim is a, a monk's name. And um, I personally, you know, on a personal level, I was born in Boston, in Roxbury. I'm, uh, you know, Black American. Uh, but uh, when I was young, we did a lot of reading. And, uh, and I went through some difficult times. I had a lot of anger. Right. And um, with, that, with that anger, after a while, I found that I couldn't really uh, function so well. So I had a job. I had a car. And... Uh, and my apartment and all of that, and I was going to work and coming back, but I was slowly isolating myself because I couldn't really uh, get a handle on my anger. So uh, you might know that there are different types of anger. Right. So there's anger, of course, where people go out and start uh, making problems for other people, but there's also the self-destructive kind of anger right. uh, that uh, also can be just as bad, but you know, people don't see that as much, and it doesn't harm basically the people around uh, so I was more of that style, uh, and uh, but I noticed that that it was going on that way, and I 
just kind of dropped everything um, because I could see that after a while I wouldn't be able to hold my job and this and that. And I went to Korea and, uh, and ordained. Now, there's a whole story behind that because I had been practicing before, so I knew kind of like what I was headed for. Um, and I really felt that I wanted to sit down and look inside and find out what was going on. Um, and get a handle on this anger. And so I went to Korea, and uh, and I did just that. I was able to get a handle on this. Um, and uh, and uh-huh. so I, I got there in 97 and ordained in 99, and then became a full monk in 2003 and stayed there to 2012. And then I come back here to Providence Zen Center where I, I live and practice and help other folks to practice. That is wonderful. Since you mentioned um, anger, this is one of my questions. It wasn't the first question. How is anger a form of wisdom? Oh, for sure, because it, it, it stops you and makes you look at yourself. Right. So we have a saying in our school, and that is a good situation is a bad situation. A bad situation <laughs> is a good situation. Mm-hmm. So that, the meaning of that is, is, is obvious. You know, if you're you have it comfortable and, you know, and everything is, is, is fine. You tend not to, to really look at yourself too closely. True. But if you're suffering and, 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 you're, uh, uh, and, and you, you want to know why, you want to know why you and, and this. And then that's when the big questions in life come up. What am I? What's going on? What's my connection in this world? And, and, and that kind of thing. So that's uh, what that's about. That's how our anger, that's how all of our, you know, difficulties are, are helpful. And I would say that that is one of the, the, the purposes of this universe is that it wants you to find your way. Mm-hmm. And this karma, this difficulty helps you to do that. Because as soon as you start getting on the right road, then you start getting the correct feedback. You go off that road, then you get the feedback there. And that's called karma, cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, you can call it whatever you want and whatever tradition it is, it's right. there. And so that's, that's how I see that. Mm. So whatever's happening, it's happening for a reason. And well, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see you getting a little, little lost with, with, with that. Is that the Zen is actually quite simple, and and so um, Zen is is very much in the moment. So it's like, so so yeah, I have these ideas you might say about reincarnation and all that stuff, but that is not Zen. Zen is. Um, Looking at myself, you know, I look inside, understand myself, and from there I help others. Okay, right. and how do you uh, and how do you understand yourself? You understand yourself by bringing yourself into this moment, and it's very science based, and right. in, in that everything is proven. So what happens to me, you could also uh, do. All right, but still, it's not true for you unless you sit down and look inside and make it true for you. So, so uh, Buddhism is about your experience. Zen is about your experience. Right. Okay, it's not about somebody else's experience. It's about your experience. So, if you don't have that experience, it's not true for you. Okay, so um, uh, reading books and and uh, and all of that—that's that's just reading books. That's not not Buddhism. So Buddhism is looking inside and attaining this, uh, this intuitive uh, side. So every human being has this spiritual self. I don't care how you look at it. Every right. human being has this, this spiritual. You can say spiritual. You can say intuitive. Right. You know, yeah. uh, the, way that we look, the way that we look at it is we call it uh, our don't know mind. Okay. So that's a, a kind of interesting thing. Uh, to to an uh, interesting concept. It's difficult to have a concept about that, but I can show it to you a little bit easier, although it might be a little bit hard over the interview. So yeah. if, if I was to make a noise like this, did you, you heard that, right? Yes, yes. Okay, very interesting about that noise is that your mind didn't say bang, and it didn't say pow, and okay. it didn't say, say smack. Mm-hmm. All you did, you heard that, right? Right, right. So your your intuitive self, your your uh, is is your uh, spiritual self is before speech and words, mm-hmm. and that was what I just showed you was before thinking. Mm-hmm. Before you think, you heard that. That's your before thinking mind. It's not special. Mm-hmm. All human beings have that. 
okay? All humans, including if there was a cat or a dog in, mm-hmm. in this room, that it too would the same reaction. So all human beings have this spiritual self, right? In every culture, you know, that has, you know, lasted any uh, amount of years, somehow relates to that spiritual self. You see? Right. My, my, and this is here goes my personal opinion, is, is, is that one uh, uh, group to go over to another group, another country, another place and say, our spiritual way is a better way, yours is not, is stupid. I, I don't care how, how you look at that. That, that. that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, I'm, uh, so I'm not. So I'm not just talking about the main religions like you know uh, Christianity and and um, and and Judaism, uh, and uh, I'm talking about the Native American Indians. I'm talking about the South American uh, South Americans. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the Africans and the, and the Asians and the shamans and and all of those folks. They're all relating to this to the uh, spiritual self in this universe. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And and you can't you can't. So it, 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 I'm I'm sorry to say that a lot of the problem is people somehow thinking that their way is is the better way, and that that just makes no sense whatsoever. But you can look at you can like when I do like I said when I hit that make that noise you heard that before you think right okay and this before thinking mind uh, appears a Zen master said about five hundred times in your daily life, and that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting because if mm-hmm. I uh, if I uh, come home and my mother's in the kitchen and she's uh, asked me to help her take the turkey out the fridge, she's a little lady, the fridge is up high, I just help her do it. I don't think, I don't say to her, should I help my mother? You know, you just help your mother, right? Yeah, yeah. You're walking, you, next day you're on your way to work and on your way to work, somebody falls, they have groceries, you bend over to help them pick up the groceries. Right. You don't say, who did you vote for? <laughs> did you vote for? <laughs> you know, none of that comes yeah. up. You just help that. Per- that's all thinking. That's all concepts. Yeah. You just help that person up. Right. Then you get to the train station. In the train station is crowded. The train pulls in. The door opens up. The people step off the train, and you step back. Nothing in your head said step back. You just step back. Right. Okay. And then, uh, uh, what's really interesting about that is if you go to the back of the platform. And, you know, and watch the train as it comes in and the doors open up as the people come off. Some people don't step back. Instead, the people coming off the train kind of bump into them. Right. Well, they're not so clear. They're not there. Maybe they're thinking about the job or this or that, but they're not really there at that moment. Right. Hmm. So our practice is about having a clear mind. Right. And so this, uh, if you uh, come back to this intuitive self and you're in this moment, then you can, you can judge situations and see situations a lot better. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. You have two boxes and they're fighting, right? Mm. Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I don't know. It's been oh, long no. Time. oh, no. Do you know what happens if one of those guys started mm. thinking? Hmm? Mm. If he said, no. if that guy throws the left, I'm going to throw it right. If he throws the right, I'm oh, <laughs> boy. what is going to happen to So true. You go home early. Yeah, you yeah. go home early and probably on a stretcher. Um, very intuitive. And then, right. very, very intuitive. But it's not, it's not only that. So you, you uh, heard of Yuna Kim. Uh, you might not have heard of but Yuna no. Kim was an ice skater uh, in the Olympics, you know, some years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she won. Uh, a very complicated uh, figure skating uh, kind of sport. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, tears came down her face. Tears came down her face because she knew she had done so well. Mm. But you know, when she's on that ice, she wasn't saying to step. Oh man, do I look good out here? <laughs> she, you, you you can't you can't do that. Yeah. The inside and the outside became one. And when I say mm. inside and outside became one, what do I mean by that? I mean that there was no idea of I. It's only her doing what she's doing. She's only that action. Right. You see. So um, it's a very kind of interesting thing where you see athletes can be pretty comfortable in their body. Why? Because they're not always up in their head with the the concepts and stuff like that. Not that concepts are a problem. Attaching to them, that's the problem. Mm, So when the the Buddha got enlightenment, he said the reason why people suffer is because they're attached to I, 
What is your eye? Your, it's your opinions, your ideas, your likes, your dislikes, every, all of the stuff that you say is I mm. that actually don't exist outside of your noggin. You know, it doesn't exist outside. If you if you have a, a, a piece of paper, right? Yeah. And uh, you write down everything about yourself that you can think about yourself. Yeah. And then you give it to your mother or your father, somebody that you're very close to that loves you and you love them. They write all the stuff about you. Compare it. And chances are there's, it's going to be different. There's going to be differences on there. So yeah. this idea that you have about yourself exists only in your head. <laughs> it don't mm, exist anywhere. How interesting. So, so where is this I? Who, what is in, what is this I? Right. You know, they could just, uh, then, but then that's like one of our practices is that when you sit down and you look at inside and you ask yourself sincerely, what am I? You know, what am I? Quan Hay. Well, that's my name. It's not even the name my mother gave me. <laughs> I, 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 right. I, I'm a monk, right? Then, but that's what I do. That's not, you know. And yeah. anything actually you can think of, you'll see that that's not who you are. And mm. eventually, you get to this point where you don't know. Mm. And so this not knowing, this not knowing mind. Um, so, uh, I mean, mm. I, I had one teacher say, uh, kind of say it in this way. He said that truly, a human being doesn't know. He doesn't know uh, why he was born. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he does, well, he doesn't know that where he comes from when he was born. He doesn't really know where he's going to go to when he's going to die. I mean, there are books and things that tells him, you might say, but actually, you don't know. Right. You know, when you look at you, you really don't know. You don't really have any kind of proof that tells you where you're going to go when sure. you die and where, you, where did you come from when you were born. Right. So it, being comfortable with that not knowing, Mm. That's it. That's the kind of point. And then that not mm. knowing turns to a kind of wonder. Okay. Right. So it's very interesting. Uh, you can have a doctor, you can have a computer programmer, or you can have an electrician. You can sometimes look at those folks and see that's what they are. <laughs> they yeah. look just like what, the, what their profession is. <laughs> Why? Because they're, they're tied. Their, their, their knowledge uh, uh, limits them. They're limited by their knowledge. Mm. If you don't know, your mind is open up to all the possibilities, to the infinite possibilities. Right. So, um, mm. uh, and that's uh, kind of like how this, the, well, how we practice. We sit back and we look inside to understand ourselves. So what are we doing when we're sitting there? We're looking at our minds. Okay. Right. So this thing where I told you I went to Korea because I was so angry. That's what I did. I went to Korea and I sat down mm. and, and it wasn't, it wasn't no piece of cake. I had somebody that was sitting to my left side and I had somebody sitting to my right side and they were annoying as hell, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I had to sit with them for 90 days. Wow. Uh, and, but when I did that, I began to look at my anger and began to realize that they didn't make me angry, but they did something, let's say, make some kind of noise. And I decided that I didn't like that noise and I became angry. Right. But who, who is it that's doing the anger? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you have, you, have your, you have your friend come up to you and your friend kind of hits you on the arm. You guys chuckle together. All right. Mm-hmm. Or, and then you have somebody you don't like that comes and hits you on the arm and you get mad. Well, who's, who's doing that? Is right. it the person that hit you? No, mm-hmm. that's you. <laughs> So uh, people uh, in, in this world, and for me, uh, getting a, 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 a handle on anger is a really important thing. Right. So, yes. so you, you can uh, under, understand. So uh, I, have, I, I like chocolate ice cream, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, right now downstairs, I have chocolate ice cream. I have it in the fridge. I can get off this phone, go downstairs. To get my chocolate ice cream. I'm not doing that interview anymore. For whatever reason, I don't. I don't like the chocolate. I, I mean, I want to have your chocolate ice cream. But instead, if I I come, if I continue with this interview, just talking with you, the idea of the chocolate ice cream is in my mind, right? right. But eventually, that that falls away, and something mm. else appears. Mm. And then that falls True. away, and something else appears. So in meditation, that's how your mind works. In mm. meditation. Outside of meditation, that's also how your mind works. But yeah. you need to understand that because what, what is that about? You need to understand that you don't need to follow your mind everywhere as it goes. If mm. you do that, 
you know what can happen? No. I mean, yeah, I have an idea. Yeah, I can take you to hell. I have an idea. Yeah, it will take you to hell. Oh, boy. Because it's, you know, and and that's, this is all, uh, this is all a a fact that you can verify, that you can look at and see that that's what goes on in your own life. So very important to understand that your thinking is not who you are, Mm -hmm. but you need to attain that by when you sit down and and look inside. And also this idea that the ice cream, you say, so what's the big deal about the ice cream? Mm -hmm. What's the big deal? So I come home from work. It's really hot. I've been working all day. I put in overtime. I want to come home and Mm -hmm. have my chocolate ice cream and sit in front of the the TV Mm -hmm. and watch the seven o'clock news. Is there a problem with that? Uh, yes, I don't watch TV, so I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for me, I think that it's not such a bad idea. So mm-hmm. I come home, I'm really hot, I open the freezer, mm-hmm. and I uh, and, and there's no chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. I look over to my left, and I see my little brother, and he's got <laughs> chocolate ice cream on his now, now, if I'm attached to my ice cream, I'm going to get really angry. <laughs> right, you see, you see? right. But if I'm not attached to that ice cream, if I, I mean, I still like ice cream, but if I don't have it, I don't have it. Okay, so I'm not attached to that ice cream. I can look at my little brother, and then I can explain to him how he shouldn't take what's not given. Right. But if I'm really angry, and a lot of people do get angry, they don't necessarily, you know, do anything uh, to the youngster. But what they do is they take that anger, especially women, take that anger and push it inside. Oh, yeah. And that's not very healthy. Right. You know, like that's not healthy at all. Yeah. And so then that's kind of like how, how you how you deal with that anger. But what if, but like I said, if you're not attached to these things, you don't have to get so angry. If you understand your mind, it's not to say that you're not going to get angry. Mm. But when you get angry, you, you understand uh, that if you sit and you follow and you dwell on that anger, you're only going to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Right. And to to extrapolate on that, you know, when somebody walks into a school and starts shooting, what do you think that person's attached to? Right. Oh, yes. Right. The anger. The anger. <laughs> and much. all of that is, is that common thing. And every single person that has done that in a school, a post office, a job is that anger. Yeah. Okay. And then, but you got to understand that that person didn't wake up in the morning and say, gee, I think I'll go to work or I'll go to school and start shooting a couple of people. That, that didn't happen. What mm-hmm. happened is that it took years, literally, for him to become that angry to do that. Mm-hmm. So that meant that he dwelled on that anger and he dwelled on that anger, built that anger up. I mean, in reaction to something, but that, that, that's, that's what happened, built up that kind of anger. So it's an interesting thing is that when the Buddha sat down and he attained his true self, when he got enlightenment, he understood his mind and he understood other people's mind. And he understood how to, then he began to work with that. So we too, if you understand our mind, uh, you understand your mind, then you can actually work with other people with that also. So you you understand that if somebody's running a marathon, Okay, he's running a marathon towards the end of that marathon. If, if there's somebody that you know, you haven't been running the marathon, but they, they, they're running up that um, hot break hill. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they got him, you know, hot break hill is named hot break hill because just a lot of people yeah. just don't make it over that hill. <laughs> right, For it's, kind of hot, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hot, it's kind of and that's the last, just wow. the last thing before you, you get to that finish line. Right. So you run up to your friend on, on hot break hill and ask him his friend's phone number. Do you think that that person can mm-hmm. answer you? Oh. He cannot. No. He cannot. He cannot because he cannot think. The only thing he can do is basically put his right foot in front of his left foot. Mm-hmm. But I can almost tell you that kind of person is not going to walk into a school and start shooting. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he can't hold on to his anger like that. Mm-hmm. You can't hold on to your anger and do those kinds of things. True. You know, you can't hold on to that kind of anger uh, when you're in, in, uh, in uh, train that way. It's not possible. So when you're huffing, this is why I'm saying athletes tend to be more relaxed in their body. Uh-huh. You know, they don't they don't yeah. hang on to that. You can't they can't hang on to emotions like that. Yeah, as soon as they 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 stop exercising and stuff, they can be really emotional. But that's yeah, that's dwelling on that. Yeah. So it's very important that you understand that if you don't dwell on your emotions, they're not going to grow so much like that. And how do you 
then say, well, in this moment, I'm feeling upset. What can I do? Bring yourself back to this moment. And what are you doing in this moment? One of the main things is breathing. That's what the Buddha did. You breathe in and breathe out. And follow your, follow your breath, your stomach, breathing in and breathing out. You can, you can breathe in, say, clear mind, clear mind. Breathe out, count one. Breathe in, clear mind, clear mind. Breathe out, count two. And, and if, you, if you understand anger a little bit, how it works, and I think you are, uh, and, and most uh, people out there, have had nights where you were angry at somebody and you couldn't sleep because it was on yeah. your mind so much. Right. Yeah. All right? And so, but if you can bring yourself back to what you're doing, which is bring in, breathe in, clear mind, clear mind, breathe out, don't know. To the extent you can do that, to that extent, for that moment, you can slow that anger down. Right. Okay? Yeah. And then, of course, you go off and you start thinking all the tortures you could do to that person, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then once you catch yourself again, you bring yourself back. And breathe in, clear mind, clear mind, breathe out, uh, 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 one. And you go all the way up to 10, and when you reach 10, you start over at one. But each time as you do that, you very gently uh, uh, slow the, uh, the momentum of that anger down. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And when you get good at it, then you could actually do that so that you can be upset and you can go to sleep. You know, you can yeah. go to sleep. And and I'm not talking about just anger. I'm talking about any state of mind. I happen to be fairly familiar with anger. <laughs> other people are very f- familiar with, you know, other states of mind, yeah. you know. And so uh, any state of mind, you can do that. And what's really important is that uh, people under, get to the young people in your life and, and try to teach them that, that, that the anger that they have is, is not who they are. Right. They don't have to believe in it, and they don't have to dwell on it. So you need to teach them. Like I knew somebody who was teaching school, uh, a, a woman who was teaching uh, youngsters at school, and what she would do is she would take them outside and and run them around in the in the in the playground, and then bring them back in and let them join the kids. Now that person might get angry again, you know, but yeah. while that you're running around, you sometimes you let go of that anger just to to mm-hmm. do what you're doing. You know, to to run around, so right. you you begin to uh, try to uh, train them not to sit there and dwell on their anger. So you don't want to take a youngster in school who's being uh, unfriendly in in the, in the group and stick them in a corner. That's not a good thing because you're going to sit in the corner and pull those knuckleheads, da 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 da. And when it comes out of there, he's going ballistic. Right. But if you take them, you, you you know, you, you get them to take his mind off. Uh, 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 keep them from dwelling on on that anger, then, you know, that that's very helpful. And you teach them so that they begin to do that automatically. So you don't sit down there and say, you need to uh, meditate. That that doesn't help with youngsters, you know? Uh, yeah. So, so, so for what us in, in our practice, we do, not only do we sit, do sitting meditation, but we also do bows. So oh. we, uh, each morning we get up and do 108 bows. When I was in Korea, they think they got a thing that they call Samchon Bay. Samchon Bay means 3,000 bows. So we start bowing at night, and we bow all the way until the next morning. We wow. take 50 minutes, 10-minute break, 50 minutes, 10-minute break, uh, kind of like that. Hmm. Is that it's a f- very interesting. Is that a form of exercise? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, an sure. exercise, right, for sure. the body. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we we call it bowing. You know, to Tibetan style, yeah. they also bow. They do it. They have a they bow a full length. But each yeah. morning when we get up here at the Zen Center, we do 108 bows. Mm-hmm. So while I'm in Korea, uh, sometimes people come to me and they say, um, you know, I want to. I'm thinking about changing my job, and I'm thinking about getting married. Um, I'm thinking about uh, uh, staying in my job and not moving where my my husband or my uh, wife wants me to move out. Some some kind of big decision like that that they can't make up their mind. Right. And that's just because they're just thinking, thinking, thinking. So what I tell them to do is you go to the, the Samchon Bay, right? And you and 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 try that uh, bowing thing. So you're you're bowing, and while you're bowing, uh, you uh, can't hold on to that. You can only bow. You're huffing and puffing. Uh, mm-hmm. you, so you've been bowing for 50 minutes, and then uh, you took the 10 minute break. You're 25 minutes into your your next set of bows, it's hot. Uh, you've got a bunch more to do. You're really tired. At that time, you couldn't think of your friend's phone number if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so then, what is that doing? That is also uh, letting you let go of your thinking. 
Yeah. Okay, not suppress your thinking, but let it go. Right. And then what? And then what happens is that maybe not then, but maybe a few days later, as you you know you're walking around, um, uh, uh, just doing your regular business, the answer to what you do will just appear. Yeah. Now that's happened to everybody. That comes right from your gut. Right. But you can do that. You can do that in such a way that you can have yourself uh, uh, mm. do that and answer your questions in life. What should I do? Mm. And I tell people that's your answer. That's not the Buddha's answer. Uh-huh. That's not my answer. It's <clears throat> not your parents' answer. That's your answer that comes from your gut. And if you want to follow it, you, you go ahead, you feel free. Right. So that's, um, and, uh, and I don't give them an answer. <laughs> that's all I need for them to come back and haunt me, right? Right, right. So, um, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing about practice is, uh, is looking at yourself, understanding yourself. And when you understand that, when you look inside, you can't find this I, my, and me. Does it make a whole lot of sense then to go to Wall Street and see how much money you can make? How many friends you can get on Facebook? What you can do for I? Doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense then. That doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life and and, and this and that, but what it means is then why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. You begin to understand that. Because there's a a funny thing is that when you look inside and you can't find an I, there's a beautiful side to that. Mm And that beautiful side is that actually we're all connected. Yes. And I tell, I tell people that you can actually go down to the hospital and uh, have the blood taken out of your arms. You look at their blood and you see that you have the same properties and your blood is out there in the ocean. Mm. People are cutting trees down in the Amazon and it's affecting us up here in the Northeast. I wonder why that is. <laughs> and, and, and But it goes on. Right now, as I understand, is every human being uh, and every dog, cat, and tiger, lion, and bear, and snake has plastic in their system. That plastic wasn't there 200 years ago. <laughs> right. It wasn't there 200 years ago. But we, and we take the plastic that we have, we, we put it in the ground, we put it over here. It's not us. It's not me. It's not going to touch me. But every single one of us have it in our system now. Yeah, and so and there's, yeah. there are other properties in in our society now from the chemicals and stuff. I won't go into detail, but all you got to mm-hmm. do is look at the YouTube or you go to Netflix and you'll you'll find them in their documentaries there, uh, documenting that these other chemicals that we have in our system, and and it, all that does is it really shows you the, our connection. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to understand that if we making murder mayhem in other countries and stuff like that, it's going to come over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to stay over there. Yeah, <laughs> that we are that we we are you know we are what we do, and 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 um, and so that's how that works. Yeah. Um, one of the things that for me it's tough, <laughs> the toughest, is to let go of joyful, um, exciting thoughts. So that's the hardest thing to do. How do we do that? Let go of excitement, mm. of joy, you know, too much joy in our thoughts, in our heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the same as what you do for, for anger. And what mm. is that? You know, you got you to gotta do a practice. So I, I'm talking about doing bows, uh, 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 um, yeah. uh, meditating, uh, and you got to do something consistently. Because it's a practice. It's a practice for you to get a control of your mind, of you to get control of yourself. Right. If you don't, you're just gonna you're basically you're gonna <laughs> run. Your mind is gonna run amok. Is, is what it is. Yeah, you, right. You know, even if it's good, right? It's amazing. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But it, it it's not it, it not only comes to the, the part about sleeping, but you also if it's something that's really joyful, you're gonna begin to say, well, what can I do to have that joy appear again? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's right. when the attachment can get really bad because then people start to do a lot of harmful things to others so that they mm-hmm. can have the good situation that they have. True. Do you see? That's where yeah. that comes in. Um, and right. so that's attaching to good feeling. So good feeling is just as bad as bad as bad feeling if you're attached to it. Right. Yeah. Now it makes sense to me. So the whole key word here that I'm talking about is attachment. Yeah. Okay, if you don't attach to it, if you have it, fine. If you don't have it, that's okay, too. Okay? Right. Right. Um, and that's the point. And how do you do that? You do that by uh, coming back to this moment. 
And do you, you but but basically you you got to practice coming back to this moment. You just can't go out there and say, "Okay, time to go back to this moment." Mm-hmm. When you're in a difficult time, it's not mm-hmm. going to work. Right. It's not going to work. So they say that practicing is like uh, uh, putting money in the bank. So you put this money in the bank while you're practicing, and then a difficult time comes, and you use that practicing energy to help you deal with that difficult time. Yeah. You see, it's yeah. not going to, you, you're just not going to, and the, the other thing, if people have trauma and stuff within within their uh, psyche, um, and there's not a lot of us that don't, <laughs> I'm sorry to say these days, yeah. um, uh, and, and that's got to come up slowly as, as time goes by. And mm-hmm. so if, when you practice, those things are going to come up. And so sometimes it's, it's a, a, a really good thing to do is when you're practicing and you have some strong trauma, you know, uh, is you need to see a therapist and that works very well and um, is very compatible to practicing. Right. If, if you have, I don't know if you know that, but you, 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 some people, they have so much trauma and I've seen this myself mm-hmm. that they actually cannot do sitting meditation. Too much comes up too fast. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. and I, I know, uh, for instance, somebody who was uh, going, uh, visiting some of the, uh, the jails of uh, where uh, women were being in, 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 in terms and they were helping them practice. And uh, he had to give them a, a, a different kind of practice because Zen can be a little bit uh, too direct. So you get a practice where you kind of contemplate love and compassion and stuff like that. But sometimes if you look directly at yourself, it's too much too fast. So, um, uh, and then, and then in that case, yeah, it's good to have, a, uh, to, to see a therapist at, while you're also, uh, doing a practice. And sometimes, uh, what you can do is, um, a work practice. So sometimes people like that will come here and you give them a work practice, like washing dishes, working around the temple, hanging out with people, mm-hmm. hanging out and being with others is an important part of that. Yeah. It's not isolating yourself. Right. You know, right. you see something coming up. It's not, that's not time to isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you do that, I mean, whatever is down there is trying to come up and it's going to come up. Whether it could be this lifetime or next lifetime, but you're not going to avoid it. And there's no magic pill for it either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah? right. So then uh, a way to do that is to, um, uh, uh it's just return to this moment when you are doing mm-hmm. something. So then there's another saying that we have in our school. That is, when you're doing something, just do it. Yeah, okay? Right. So when you're doing something, you just do it. This I is not present at that time. Right. Okay? And that allows your intuitive self to, uh, 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 to uh, so that you can become one in a moment, your intuitive self, then gets a chance to do what? To digest your experience. Yeah. There's a very important yeah. thing that people don't understand. Many people don't understand is your thinking mind does not digest your experience. Yeah. Your thinking mind holds on to everything. It puts the uh, tries to put the good things up front and pushes the bad things in the back. But we all know the bad things do not stay back there. Right. Okay. Right. And it doesn't let go. But when you're practicing, when you let go of that thinking, you know. That mm. and, and uh, when you let go of that thinking, whatever it is that bothers you can appear in its full glory. Yeah. yeah. And all, what you do is you just come back mm. to the moment. Breathing in, <gasps> uh, clear mind, clear mind, breathe out, uh, one, breathe in, clear mind. And your mind goes back. So it could last a couple of days, last a long time. But everything that appears has to disappear. Right. Everything right. that appears, disappears. And there's, a, there's like a sutra that. Uh, everything that appears will disappear. And then um, when this appearing and disappearing disappear, that's bliss. Mm. And that's that. Mm. This is that before thinking mind. Yeah. So, right. let, but let's not think that, that we're yeah. talking about holding on to this before thinking mind uh, 24 hours a day. That doesn't happen. What we're talking about is uh, returning back to this moment. Okay. But your mind is always going to wander up because the mind does what the mind does. Right. Okay. But what you want to do is you don't want the mind to control you. You are the master. Right. The mind is not you, but, but okay, but you can't say it's not you and can't say that it's true. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't, you don't want that. You don't want that to control you. Mm, okay. You don't want yeah. your desires, your likes and your dislikes to control your actions. Right. You don't want your, uh, uh, you know, you, 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 you love somebody, but they're treating you not correct. 
okay, then you have to let that person go. <laughs> you can't stand on it. Get, get the, you know, so the, those kinds of things you've got to be able to do, but you've got to be able to, to, to um, uh, make your center strong. Yeah. And one of the ways to have a strong center is by being physical, you know, some exercise, some bowing and, you know, sitting True. and returning to this moment. Yeah. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a kind of, it is kind of, uh, for me, just to talk to you about it all right now for yeah. you to get it is a bit much. But I've always found that people that are having difficulties when they come here and practice and they listen to the Dharma talks and they, they practice, after a while they, be, they begin to get a handle. Yeah. on what's going on right you know i knew somebody i knew somebody that was over in korea he's a, a you know american he's over there teaching english and he was he came to me and he was really angry because he'd get on the buses in korea and the mm-hmm. buses in korea they really squish you <laughs> and he was getting angry <laughs> he was getting angry oh, and no. he, was, he was actually yeah he was actually talking about becoming a, a monk and in fact he had a motorcycle that he would run you know uh uh, use it as much as they could, mm. but just sometimes you just couldn't do that. Uh, but after coming a while to the mm-hmm. events, and he began to get a handle on his anger, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not that the people are making him angry, angry it's him deciding to be angry <laughs> in response to what's happening. Yes. But not only that, is that after he gets off the bus, is that he's still carrying that anger with him. Mm. Uh, and that's an important point. Okay, we get angry, then you got to be able to, to let it go. <laughs> Yes. You know, you've been, uh, if, if you don't, then you're going to mm. make your life pretty miserable because that anger don't exist outside of your thinking at that point. Right, right. That's not in the moment. If we are not the thinking mind, we are not thoughts, what are thoughts? Um, uh, yeah, that's a good question. What are thoughts? Yeah, what are they? I, 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 I just, I mean, for me, it's just something that, that uh, your mind does, yes, in relation to survival and stuff like that, but it, it goes on and on, and it has no, it has no self-nature. You've mm. got to understand that. Mm. It has no self-nature, meaning that um, the power that it has, you give it. Mm. It would be the same question, because my next question would be, what is the mind? So it's the same thing. The mind of thoughts, they're pretty much the same, <laughs> and we have no answer for, for these questions. Well, if you then ask what is mind, mind yeah. is empty, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when you ask yourself what am I and you uh, get to this don't know, that is empty. Yeah. Um, and so it once again, explaining it is hard, but every physical thing is mocked by this emptiness. What yeah. does that mean? That means that everything comes from this emptiness, everything's going to be turned back to this emptiness. Right. So you have a uh, you have your you got your car sitting out front there, beautiful car, strong as hell. You can go there and kick it and it'll hurt your feet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but eventually that car is going to break down and 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 just disappear. Yeah. And then something else will appear, and so that's the the nature of of, of the universe, mm-hmm. um, of all physical things. And so that's what you you got to understand also about about your thinking. But what is mine? What is mine? Don't know. Yeah. So you, yeah. you, can, you, can say if you, you can say, for instance, what is mine? Nobody can tell you what is mine. But I can tell you this. The wall is white where I'm sitting, and the desk in front of me is brown. Mm-hmm. You can demonstrate mine, but you can't mm-hmm. explain what it is. Right, right. It, the, so, and and, uh, and yeah. that's a different thing. I mean, uh, uh, well, I, I don't want to start getting uh, too far and differentiating things. But, you know, that, that is how the mind is. It has no self. Uh, but the, <laughs> oh, I don't want to explain that too much. The mind is Dharma. <laughs> what is Dharma? <laughs> you, you know, there's so many ways. That Forever, that, right? Yeah, yeah. those questions. Yeah. But I can tell you that, that there, are, there are three Zen masters. The name, one of his name is Gucci, and one is, um, I just had that somewhere. Okay, so there, anyways, there are three Zen masters. Usually when I get talking like that, the, the names kind of escape me. But one of the Zen masters would put up his finger, and his name was Gucci. Yeah. And he would, uh, anybody ask him any question about Dharma, mind, or anything, and he would raise one finger. Mm-hmm. And another one, he, he asked him a question, and he would shout, <laughs> And the third one, if you ask him a question, he would hit you, boom. Oh, no. With <laughs> 
Yeah. Yes, right. So, I've so, seen that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, very uh, interesting about those three. So, very, very interesting <laughs> thing about those three Zen masters. Thank God they, I'm not next they, to you, so you don't hit me with that <laughs> every time I ask yeah. you a question. <laughs> right. That's a good sure. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, I think one of the hardest things to do in this life is not liking or disliking anything. Just being in between, knowing the opposites. And uh, um, I call it awareness. That's the way I describe I think it has been described uh, that way, being aware. You're just aware. You don't have to respond or, um, or become anything. Yeah, so, so once again, that's all uh, 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 coming back uh, to practicing. And what yeah. practicing gets you away from this world of opposites good and bad, up and down. Right. You know, you mentioned like way earlier when we was talking that you don't want to make good or bad yeah. because the, the good and bad don't ex- exist outside of your mind. Right, right. Which is a very interesting thing. Yes. So, uh, you know, on the one hand, there are uh, bad things happening to the United States. But when you go over to another country, the United States are doing bad things to them. And depending upon when you look at it, the good and the bad is all mixed up. So actually... The, the bottom line is that good and bad is made by your mind. So right. what does that mean? That means that when you're walking around in your day-to-day life and you start having all these opinions, after a while, these opinions begin to control you mm-hmm. and make your life miserable. Right. <laughs> they, they, they don't actually, they don't exist. You're just doing that. And, and so you're wondering, how can you stop doing that? And it is one of the things is, is by practicing and, and looking into yourself and then kind of returning to this, absolute mind mm. the absolute mind is this before thinking mind if right. you can addict to this before thinking mind then when something happens and then that just happens you know you don't have an opinion about it one way or the other right to the extent that you do have an opinion about it right. you also can let it go and then if you uh like right now you uh in a, in a situation where you're being really pulled around by your opinions then you have something to do uh, to, to help you with that. And what is that? That is practicing. It's bringing yourself back to the moment. Yes. Not, not to dwell on that opinion. So uh, right. it's not easy, and you do have to practice. You have to do something. Yeah, so, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so my... It's not the same when we are not monks. We are not in the Zen temple. In the, most of us are just out in the world and um, the daily life, the challenges... And most of us have a hard time dealing with all our emotions mm. and our understanding mm. of ourselves in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's something that you got to understand about your understanding. Is that your understanding, your, your understanding cannot help you. Mm. It, it, it cannot help you. You understand things should be this way and you understand things should be that way, but you're going another way. Right. Um, but what you really want to do is you want to attain this point. Attaining this point means attaining it with your before thinking mind, with your intuitive self. Mm. Not with your thinking mind. We can sit and read all kinds of books, but those books are one, are written by somebody else and um, and you didn't attain it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so that's just your understanding. <laughs> your understanding is not going to help you when you die. Right. True. And uh, Samin, so that's um, another question I have. It's about what is enlightenment? I'm sitting here talking to you. Hmm. And so, so and and um, enlightenment is is a word that's got a lot of um, baggage with it, yeah. a tremendous amount of baggage with it because it's just been going around and around. But when the Buddha got enlightened, they say he looked up this up at that star and his mind opened up. What we say is he attained the moment. He attained the moment. Mm. So to the extent that you could be right here and talking with with uh, me, yeah. right on the phone and talking with me uh, is, 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 so then if you've been practicing for a while uh, and uh, it's, you might go down to the street and you're, you're walking down the street, you're looking in the window, you see all this stuff and you continue walking down the street and you look at the light, it's time to cross the street and you get across the street and you realize that actually that's all you were doing. You wasn't yeah. thinking about yesterday, you wasn't thinking about tomorrow, you wasn't thinking about the job, you, wasn't, you mm-hmm. were just doing that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's where you're headed. Mm. 
Okay, so then this this uh, this enlightenment. What I teach is I I teach this don't know mind is before thinking mind. To the extent that you could uh, uh, arrive in this moment, to that extent you're you're, you're enlightened. Um, outside of that, I don't know what enlightenment is. Mm, right. If it's not here now, where is it? Right. You can't yeah. find it anywhere. Yeah. Where are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. Where are you gonna find it? Yeah. Not possible. We are coming to our last questions or my last questions to you. Are there past lives? No. Well, there's, there's, there's this, uh, we have this, uh, what we say in, in, in Zen. If you want to understand uh, your past, look at this, what you're doing now. If you want to understand mm. your future, also look what you're doing now. So mm. somebody who is right now attached to, let's say something that's kind of strange, mm. it really doesn't exist in this lifetime. So people think, well, that must have come from another mm-hmm. lifetime. No. Uh, okay. So, yeah. like, uh, what is uh, Beethoven, they say he was playing the piano when he was seven years old. Yeah. 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 And so wh- where did that come from? <laughs> where, where did that come from? So, um, but, but once again, is that is whatever it is that is uh, in this moment, is it something that you can uh, use to help your uh, help yourself or help others? Or is it something that's causing you suffering? If it's something that's causing you suffering, still the thing to do is to once again, just come right back to this moment mm-hmm. because there's nothing stronger than this moment why? Because you can't actually do anything mm-hmm. outside of this moment, True. <laughs> which is kind of funny to look at. So if somebody has something that's in their, in their past, and there are, we all have, uh, we're all predisposed to some things and people don't know why that is or why that's not. Mm-hmm. If it's causing suffering, then you need to uh, be able to let it go. And just once again, it's, it's, uh, it's practice, you know? Yeah. You have people that are born that, that, that are, um, Want to do uh, murder and mayhem kinds of kinds of things, and where did that come from? That's a kind of uh, interesting point. But once again, if that person can get a hold of himself and look mm. inside and understand what the human being is, what the human being's direction, you right. know, which is how can I help? Then you can work with that. So it's very important in life. One of the most important things in life is to have a direction. Yeah. If you don't have a direction, you can. You can wind up in some really strange and uh, unhappy places. Yeah. So you got somebody in Boston who wants to go to Florida, and he has a wheelchair. And you got somebody in, in Boston who has a Ferrari, okay? The person in a Ferrari doesn't know where he's going, has no direction. Uh, he's got money, and he's got a fast car, and then <laughs> and he takes off. Probably not going to see him in Florida anytime soon, all right? But the, the person with the wheelchair will mm-hmm. eventually... Get to Florida. He has a direction. Right. But that right. person in the flyer, I'm, I'm not saying that they'll always uh, uh, return to a bad place, but it's so easy to get lost that way. Yeah. But if you have a direction, you don't have to always check yourself. What am I doing? Because your direction guides you. True. So true. What about those who won't have or don't have um, the opportunity to learn about themselves in this lifetime. How would you explain that? Um, for example, psychopaths, they are born that way, so they can't understand themselves, their yeah. thoughts. They keep doing, you know, like causing mm-hmm. suffering to yeah. themselves and others all the time without awareness, any awareness. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that, is that these days, um, Buddhists and, uh, and just like a lot of the, the other religions, are, are getting more and more out to helping society. Mm-hmm. So a person who is a, is, a, is a psychopath or something like that, like starting today, in fact, I'm going to take this Path of Freedom course, a course that helps uh, it helps me when I go to a prison to, when I sit with the, the inmates there. Right. So it, uh, what it means is that uh, uh, as human beings, our job is to help others. When we see that we're all connected, it only makes sense to help others. And I'm not just talking about other people. I'm talking about the trees, the, the, the animals, yeah. the environment, the right. water, the air. You can help all of that. Yeah. All of that, believe it or not, we're, we're bondage free. Yeah. So when you talk about like a, a, a psychopath, is it something, some kind of a technical thing that I know? No, I think we should help as a society work towards helping uh, uh, those people along with everybody else. 
along with mm. the homeless, the sick, the poor, mm. the uninsured. All of that is, is, is uh, uh, what we should be doing. And a, and a psychopath is also in that, in right in that, that mix of how can we help. Yes, right. Um, so um, yeah, my question really was, still is, about why are they born in such a condition that they can not know themselves and find freedom in this lifetime? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery but, but, of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, yeah. So yeah. How? Yeah. yeah I, 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 I could tell you honestly that I, I, I don't know, but yeah. I do know that that, uh, uh, you know, type of person appears. I um, mean, you, you, you see it all the time. Yeah. But once again, it's how can I help? And if you want to get into, mm, I mean, right, uh, right. if you want to get into reincarnation and all of that stuff, I, I mean, it has a lot of answers right there. But those still, those answers is mm. always brings you back to then, even if that's the case, it's still, what can I do to help right. this situation? What can I do to help that kind of person? That's true. I mean, is it is it because there were, were, were chemicals in the water, mm. you know, that, that somehow affected the, the brain? It's happened a lot here. Right. Look at what's going on in Flint. They say that the, 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 mm. it was a way of measuring the, the test. And the people had was up to like a 40, and it dropped down to about uh, 10 because of the, the lead uh, poisoning of the water there. Right. Wow. So then that's what we, we as, a, as a society and as a group can mm. work on. And as a society and as a group, because they're all connected, right. I feel that a psychopath coming into that a group, that's a caring, a working group, is somehow that's going to have an effect. Right. You know, yeah. as opposed to this cutthroat society where if you're a psychopath, that's, that's, that's an edge. <laughs> you right. know, that's, yeah. that's an edge. And look at the, the right. wars and stuff uh, that's going on. A lot of that is not generated by uh, people that are angry, but it's more generated by people who want money. Yeah. Want to uh, earn money out of the, the equipment and, uh, and everything else. True. <sighs> so true. Um, yeah. What is compassion? How can I help? Mm. Yeah. That, that's that what it is. Right. So in our, our, yeah. our practice, is, it's really not so much explanation, but doing. Right. How Actions. can I help? Right. Yes. Yeah. I just say, somebody's hungry, give them food. You're tired, rest. That's, that's all it is. Very simple. I like that. I like that. What are three things about life or about the mind that you know for sure? I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to die one day, and so are you. Right, right. And that this connection that we all have is, is an opportunity. Mm. It's, a, it's a real opportunity to, to explore. That is, actually goes beyond life and death. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's what I feel for sure about things. Right. Thank you so much, Sunim, for this conversation. Okay, good. No, it, it's something that will uh, help you in your, your life. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Because there's just some basic things that are all human beings. And one of the, the basic things is being able to look at your mind and dealing with it. So, and, and we have the tools to, to, for, to show people how to do that. Yes, yeah, the practice of meditation, I know. And uh, mm -hmm. Where can we find more information about you, what do you do, services, projects? Oh, you can find more information uh, by going to providencezen.org, yeah. and that's uh, the, the temple that I stay at, right. providencezen.org. Uh, but also, if you're on Facebook and you put Providence Zen, Providence Zen Center in the search box, our Facebook account would come up. And that's actually part of my job. I post on there each week just about. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Sumi. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy to do this. Yes. Thank you again. Bye for now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Wan Hang Sunim, please visit the website providencezen.org
To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath, Mark Basden, and Terry Clayton. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.